an event planner or organizer looking for a keynote speaker with a fresh new perspective that packs a serious punch? Someone who captivates your audience and inspires them to create lasting changes in their lives. Someone who has a compelling story to share that will leave your audience believing in themselves like they've never done before. I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake, author of The Million Dollar Bakery, host of this podcast, Scrap the Sweet Talk, and I am your girl. To book me as a speaker for your next event, go to RebeccaHamiltonCo.com. Hey, I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake. Thanks for joining me on my Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, where I'll be sharing all my best life and business tips and tricks on how I've created the life of my dreams and how you can too. I'm a no-nonsense, full disclosure, sweet talk scrapping woman entrepreneur who believes in taking charge of your life and ridding yourself of all the excuses that are holding you back. This is a really exciting time for my podcast, Scrap the Sweet Talk, because it is my first podcast series and really the first time I've opened up my podcast to have guests on my show. I was inspired by International Women's Day and I felt like I was called to do this series from God or the universe. I just felt like he brought these amazing women into my life and gave me a platform to allow me the opportunity to share their stories with women all over the world. I'm blessed to be surrounded by these incredible women and it would be extremely selfish if I kept them and their stories all to myself. So I'm really excited to share them with you guys. They are filled with life lessons and valuable tips and advice on how to overcome the toughest challenges that life has thrown our way. You guys, like you guys though, you guys are in for a serious treat with this series. So be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when a new episode launches and please leave me a review on my podcast to show your love and support. I would be so grateful. On this episode of Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, we are going to be talking to Karen Wall, who is the owner of Wortley Road Dental. So her and her husband, Jordan, own the clinic, and it is a an exceptional dental clinic in London, Ontario. It's where I go, and it's where I recommend everybody to go. They are amazing there, um, and I'm super grateful to know Karen Wall personally, and I can honestly say she is an incredible incredible woman. She is so down to earth and just a really lovely, lovely person. And I'm so, so grateful to have her in my life. And so I know that she's got a lot of value to share with our listeners and I can't wait for you guys to hear what she has to say. So welcome Karen to the podcast. Thank you very much for feeling the same way about you. Awesome. So do you want to start off by just telling our listeners um, a little bit about you, kind of what you do at the clinic and stuff like that? That would be awesome. Sure. So I am the, like, I guess my title would be director of operations here at the clinic. And um, we're in the heart of Wortley Village. So London's old community. Uh, so we have um, a lot of, it's just a really small town feel. Um, my job essentially is to run the company, take care of the team, make sure bills get paid, do everything 
a small business owner does that nobody knows about. So I do the marketing and I do the team meetings and I train the team members and, and anything I do is um, so that Jordan, my husband, um, who's the dentist here, uh, doesn't have to do so that he can focus on patient care. So that's kind of our arrangement because our passion is um, taking care of people. So in order to do that, uh, we have built our company in a way that when he's in the operatory, he's 100% focused because he's not concerned with the uh, ongoings of making sure everything's operational. So um, yeah, that's that's what I do in a nutshell, I guess. Um, every day is busy, every day is different, and I'm always learning because I didn't go to school for any of this. <laughs> Which is amazing. I love that so much. And I think my favorite thing about your guys' clinic is that you do put uh, patient care at the forefront of everything that you guys do. And um, I know that you're really passionate about experience and uh, everything, excellence, everything like that. So um, I think that that's why your dental clinic stands out above the rest. So I think you guys are doing a stellar, stellar job over there. Um, So we are talking about highlighting some really significant challenges in this podcast series um, for International Women's Day. And so can you tell me about a time in your life where you faced a significant challenge? So the best example I can give of a significant challenge for me personally, it ties very intimately into why we run our company the way we do. So it's such a great um, segue for me because the biggest challenge in my life has been um, the first, our first son, um, Hudson, who's almost 11. Um, When he was born, I um, developed a severe postpartum depression episode and it uh, debilitated myself. My family had to, uh, they lost their jobs and moved in and took care of us um, as because Jordan was in dental school at the time. And um, that I I had never had any kind of um, experience with mental illness. And so I went from really, really high functioning, graduated from university, had a lot of ambition and and was really just things came very naturally to me and, and quite easily to being helpless. And so that experience um, devastated me. And I had a brand new baby that I had to take care of, even though I was suffering. And um, I felt like a part of me died. And I had to find a way to live because I had someone else to take care of, not just me anymore. And I didn't have the help from Jordan because he was in school, you know, um, all day. And he stayed really late at night to do his courses and and study and everything. So um, I it was a shock to my system. It was a shock to my mind. It was a shock to the way I pictured myself um, being. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had to kind of um, find myself in this new version of me. So then that was really, really challenging. Um, We wanted a bigger family, but I, like Jordan really wanted at least two. So we gave her a go again and knowing I I would probably have postpartum again. Mm -hmm. um, And I did, but on top of that, our daughter died at birth. In a span of two years, we kind of went through this thing and then and lost a child. So um, in that experience, though, um, it, it was very dark. It was very challenging. And it really I really had to figure out how to um, live as a mother, uh, as a bereaved mother, as a all, all sorts of things like that. But the people actually who took care of us in the hospital changed our lives in a really impactful way they took care of us in a, in a really genuine um, nurturing way, which taught us how we needed to be to our patients. So um, even though there was a, a lot of challenges and years and years of, of pain, um, we learned first from some pretty, pretty remarkable people how to, to give from a, a place of love and vulnerability. So 
business ownership is hard. All of those things are hard and challenging and taking care of the public and hiring people, the right people for your team. Those are all challenging. But when you lose yourself, your solid ground, it's different in that you feel like you don't know where to go next instead of, okay, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. You are like a blank slate and I just felt lost. Yeah. Yeah. That is your story is so heartbreaking in more than one ways. And like you were saying, it's like, you you go from your your darkest time that you thought was your darkest time being in the postpartum um, part of your life and then you to actually be willing to give that another go um, and knowing that that's what you were going to face was like that is a really true testament to the type of women that you are and the strengths that you have Um, and then to lose your child as well um, going through that while you have your other child to take care of too like I literally can't imagine how difficult that would have been and how dark that would have been especially like you said coming from uh, like I know your personality now and I know that you are such a go-getter you're such a on top of things you're always learning you have so much great energy about you and I just can't imagine how you must have felt feeling helpless and not being able to take care of yourself let alone you know your your new child or you know that must have been so 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 hard you know what it is and I'm not going to downplay it there's there's no way to describe the depth of pain yeah except for it was it was just really hard yeah um but I I will say you know having risen from those ashes I learned things that you know is it Tony Robbins who talks about you learn from your pain mm-hmm. yeah he does talk like a lot about best, that yeah it's one of the best motivators in life well because I feel like now I have more purpose. I have more intention. I had to go and find the skills for survival. Whereas before they were just like, I was just, it wasn't that I was winging it. It was just not something I ever had to think about before. Yeah. And so so like, you know, being a mom will make you, you know, figure that out real quick because, you know, sleeping and eating are essential things that babies don't necessarily care about. Uh, But like going to therapy and reading, finding resources. Like I didn't even know the self-help industry existed mm-hmm. before I needed it. <laughs> yeah. that funny? No, it's so true. So, it's crazy. Right. And then when you f- find it out, you're like, thank God there's help out there. <laughs> yeah. And there's people who have real life experiences, like your book, for example, you share your real life experience and how you grew. That became extremely important to me because Mm -hmm. I felt like I was learning like a little child how to make a plan. Yeah. How to, so like going to bed at a certain time, exercising every day. These are things that I was not like ever aware of. And like, I just didn't have, but I wanted to be an amazing mom. I wanted to have an amazing company. I wanted to be an amazing wife. And I run the house. I do, I take care of everything. Um, I make sure the cars are done. Literally our setup is when Jordan's here at work, he's at work. That makes he, sense because he, he really needs yeah. to concentrate as a dentist. Like he's the, he's the owner of the business and the dentist there. And so that is a huge responsibility taking care of other people. So I think that that's why your business and household runs so well is because you understand the, you know, the, the need and the intensity that he has to work at. Um, and so you take care of essentially everything else so that, his mind is free and clear to deliver the best care for the patient. So I think that's why you guys do so well together because you're like, I realize what I need to do in order for this business and my household and everybody to run smoothly and and at a healthy level. Yeah. And I, and we love it. So it's, it's not a burden. It's just a lot. Yeah. Yeah, It's a lot for sure. Yeah, Yeah. totally. But yeah, when you (laughs) love it, 
It's so different. Yeah, we'll never complain about it. It's like we get ex- we still to this day it's it's been probably 10, 10 years. We still get excited every morning to go to work. Yeah, that's amazing. And and I think that that is how you know you're on your the track to your true purpose and true fulfillment in life. And um anybody listening to this like if you are not excited to get out of bed and go to work every day, you are not in the right career and you need yeah. to really take a serious deep dive into what your purpose is and you only get one life as far as we know so uh, make it something that you love to wake up to every day you know like that makes a huge huge difference um so back to your darkest times you were feeling um out of control of yourself which is i would think that would be the most scary uh darkest feeling anyone can have in any situation is just not being in control of yourself your mental well-being um and so can you take me back to how you're feeling in your darkest times and how you actually pulled yourself out of that because that is so hard for people to do so I didn't do it alone, which is which is a uh, key because before I was sick, I didn't really need help from people. Like right. my parents always said, like they wouldn't be surprised if I ended up in some distant country, like just like running the world somewhere else. Like I just was, I'm very independent, right? Like they're wow. like, we hope we see you for Christmas, kind of thing. Yes. And uh, and um, so. <sighs> I remember I was, they had me on a lot of medication because of the severity of um, my episode. And I was very, very um, out of it at night time. And so Jordan was doing the nighttime feeds. I couldn't breastfeed. Um, and I remember um, thinking I was dreaming that um, Jordan said, your parents will be here in the morning and they're moving in. And I thought I was dreaming. So when I woke up in the morning, of course, I started crying because that was my typical routine at that point because <laughs> he was going to school and I knew I was going to be alone and I was afraid to be alone. Mm-hmm. And I said, Jordan, I had a dream. My mom and dad were coming and helping me. And he said they lost their job. They asked for a leave and they let them go. And they're going to be here in an hour. Oh, my God. That is amazing. And. I'd never experienced that level of vulnerability before because when you have a child, um, everything becomes about them. And I was aware that I wasn't uh, capable at that moment to to give him a, to give him what he needed. Yeah. I, I was doing it, but I was crying the whole time. I was emotionally wrecked. Mm-hmm. So they moved in and they nursed me. My dad, my parents are both retired nurse. Dad's pediatric nurse. Um, and they nursed me back to health and took care of Hudson and um, Jordan. And they did the night feeds together and um, walked with me because the doctor said, you have to learn how to take care of your body. You have to walk every day or exercise. Every-. So I was doing all these things. And it just felt like I was getting nowhere for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And um, having my mom, like, you know, baby plates. I know everyone can relate to this if you've had a baby. Like, my mom was with me at all the play dates. Like, hey, don't hope you don't mind my mom coming. She's babysitting <laughs> me. <laughs> so yeah. um, experiencing that level of nurturing and community and support um, has changed my life to this day. Like I'm only interested in those kind of relationships. I'm only interested in having, um, friends, friends who become family and, and family, if that's the kind of people they are who are willing to have community in that way, because there's no way we're getting through life without it. Yeah. that is. And so, so but it was so painful that I learned that, like, I wouldn't have learned to value that without experience experienced deep, deep sorrow. And it was like, wow, my legacy, this needs to be part of my legacy. This needs to be a part of who I am, of the people I'm in relationship with. It needs to be a part of my children. It needs to be part of my husband. Everyone I know, I need to be able to show up for them the way someone showed up for me like that because it changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And honestly, you do, you do embody that, like you embody that through and through as the person that I've known you to be. And, um, I just think like, yeah, your story is, it gives me goosebumps. It is like, 
heartbreak, but also you have such a beautiful way of looking at it and bringing out like the good parts in that situation, which I honestly don't think a lot of people can do. Like, I think that is like a testament to the woman that you are, that you're able to actually take away so much good from like the worst situation possible. So I think that's amazing. And I think that it's so true what you're saying that um, surround yourself with people who truly love and support you and that will be there for you no matter what. Like there's really no point in having relationships that are, you know, uh, like we have a lot of acquaintances and stuff like that in our lives, but like the true deep connections with family and friends and stuff like that um, with people Mm -hmm. who share similar values that really truly is what life is about and I think that that is such a beautiful and important lesson that you've learned and that you can instill in your family and friends too and the fact that your parents like moved in to take care of you is amazing did you did you guys have a really close relationship before that happened or would you say that that really strengthened your relationship no, we were close before and uh, I was raised in a very nurturing family. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, it's not odd that they helped. Yeah. Uh, I was just in a more vulnerable place. So it meant more when you're yeah. a kid, you are always receiving from your family without thinking because it's just like inherent, right? Yes, that's true. Um, but it, it was um, when, the, when you're, when it's you on the line, and someone shows up for you, it changes you. Whereas when you're giving, you don't experience the, the, the impact the person who's the vulnerable one experiences. Yeah, that and, is so true. That's where it, it, it really helped me. And you know, something else, when you were just talking, I was thinking to myself, when we found what was truly important to us, um, we were able to find out how to most naturally run our clinic. Mm -hmm. And I would say at that point is when the running our company started to feel easier because we were attracting like-minded people. Yeah. So we were attracting team members who wanted to give that level of care. Um, We attract patients who want to be cared for. So you end up having really, really high level relationships because you are kind of putting yourself out there and the world feels less negative because you you're you have all these wonderful people in your lives absolutely and and it just really affects your mindset it affects your energy it affects how you feel every day and because we were exposed to that we were brave enough to say okay so how do we make this work when when we're feeling vulnerable what kind of things helped us mm-hmm. when someone's afraid of a needle to have at the dental dental office how can jordan learn to give a painless needle how can he learn what can he go and get skills for to help them have the most natural and comfortable experience because that will impact them in a really comforting way yeah. and so when we kind of learned those things about ourselves it made a everything else easier and it made other things easier to say no to yes because it was so like true. that's not who we are yeah that's not it's not like in our realm it's not our circle that one thing it's not that one thing that's most important to us so it might be good but it's just for us yeah and you know what you're so right like it really stands out when it doesn't align with your values or the person doesn't align with your values you notice it like it's painful basically when you notice that and you're like that is not what that does not fit with me right it's so much more obvious and it's not that it's not that something that someone else finds valuable isn't valuable it's just not our thing and being able to differentiate that and not, you know, put other people down or shame them. Maybe it's great for them. It's just mm-hmm. not for us. Yeah. And so we end up in turn attracting um, those kind of relationships. And it's it's really fulfilling. Yeah, I know. The, I love something that. Something else before I, I'm going to try not to get onto a tangent about this, but someone I just really, really admire, Charlie Munger. He's he's a he's an investor. He had um he has some a company he's partners with Warren Buffett, but he also has his own other company, The Daily Journal. And one of the shareholder meetings he just held, um, someone asked some, you know, he's 98 years old, and someone asked, you know, what what would be one of the most important things he could say? And what he chose, one of the things he chose to say, Rebecca, is keep the the good people around you 
surround yourself with good people and do everything you can to keep the bad ones out. Oh, I love that so much. Oh my God. 98 years old, billionaire. And that's what the guy chose to say, like 98 years old. If I could do anything, if I could tell you anything, surround yourself with good people. That is like the best advice I've ever heard. Thank you for sharing that. That is so true. Like just amazing. Listening to our shareholder meeting, getting goosies. I'm like, right? I'm putting yeah. this knitting down, man, and get myself yeah. another coffee. This guy's good. <laughs> That's so good. I love it. Um, and like you said, for yeah. him to be 98, I mean, he is, he's lived a really full life. So if that's his best piece of advice, I believe that to the core. Like, that is beautiful. And if, if, there's one thing that, you know, we can all do and live by that advice should definitely be it, you know, and especially at uh, a meeting like that, where it's really, you know, it's, it's heavy on financials, it's heavy on mm-hmm. money and stuff like that. And that's the advice that he's giving is that the relationships are really what matters the most, which is, I totally believe that that's amazing. Oh, I love that so much. So when you were pulling yourself through that time, you had your family support, you had so much love and support around you. Um, you were talking about you uh, were open to the medication, you did therapy. Um, would you say that it was a combination of all those things that really helped you pull out? It was, I, I think it honestly starts with your willingness, right? Like you have to have a willingness to, 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 to be open to those things, would you say? So, yes, um, gosh, the, the therapy, the medications, um, were okay. So first came my face. Mm -hmm. So I believe that I was very, very specifically created for a purpose. Yeah. And that purpose came pretty naturally to me before that point. And a lot of questions happened after that. You know, uh, my personal faith is around God. Other, Mm -hmm. you know, other people have other faith beliefs. That's totally great. Um, For me, my spiritual beliefs in a higher power, in my, in a, in a a divine love for myself and for my family and a plan and the strength um, that I have outside of who I am was extremely important. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I've since learned that people who have a spiritual um, belief actually do um, have less anxiety, are able to meditate more easily, those kinds of things, because they 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 can think outside themselves. They believe something yeah. is out there better. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a gift I was given as a child and um, um, to have faith. Uh, so that's good. Not that I wasn't angry because I was very angry. I'm like, God, I am pretty fine the way I am. Like, what's going on here? Like, I'm supposed to be at my best right now. I just had a child. I want to raise him to be a wonderful man. Like, whoa, whoa, you know, take a step back. Um, so there's that. And then I knew I, I, I knew I needed to get on the two medication because the doctor made it quite clear. I had a very severe case and he was not confident that I would recover without some help. So um, I took it. I took it. Uh, I took all that. He recommended exercise, healthy diet, basically take care of yourself. But a 20 something year old doesn't really know what that means yet. Oh, definitely. Not. And then the other thing um, was um, counseling, who I am a huge fan of, who does Me not too. like going and talking about themselves. Yeah. Like some some people are just so uncomfortable with the idea of having professional help. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's vulnerable. I know it can feel embarrassing, all of those things. But there's something about a professional being able to ask you questions you hadn't thought about before, um, help you professionally move through steps in your life in a way where if you get emotionally or mentally stuck, you may not be able to feel like you can get out and they really help guide you. Totally. And so um, I love therapy. I feel like every couple of years I want to go for fun, like yeah. pick at someone's brain and say, okay, this is what I'm doing. How can I grow? You know, someone who really um, is able to accept me the way I am as a high performer and run with me. And yeah. that's extremely powerful. 
I agree. Yeah. Therapy. I am all for therapy too. And like you said, um, once you've done it a few times, even with a few different people, I think it's really good to see different therapists and stuff and get different perspectives, different opinions, find one that you really connect with is really important. And once you've done it a couple of times and really noticed a benefit to it, like you said, you do it for fun. Like you do it to improve. You do it to grow yourself. Like um, learning from people who are educated in human psychology is like the best people to learn from, right? They'll be able to uh, pinpoint, you know, areas of weakness just from what you're saying and how you talk about things and stuff like that. Um, I've done so much therapy in my life too. And I found it extremely beneficial, like probably like, I I definitely think diet, exercise, everything is really important too. But therapy is one of those things where it's like, if you haven't done it before, um, even if you don't think you need it, just do it because you probably, I think everybody needs it. Honestly, I think it can help everybody. Yeah. And I, I'll also say um, Jordan and I did a lot of grief work through therapy because we had to learn how to live with a baby in heaven. Yeah. And that that's hard. Oh, yeah. But what happened in our marriage and in our family from um, going to counseling is that we both were lifted up. Yeah. And when one person was getting healthier and stronger, uh, we were able to support each other. And it's like not one person stays low. Like every everything elevates in a positive way. Yeah. And I, I, um, I love my husband like so much. I love him so much, Rebecca. I know you do. You guys are the cutest. <laughs> well, here's what I'll say about that, though. Yeah. We're still married today. And one of the reasons I think that I, I, I can see myself growing old with Jordan is because we've both grown. Yes. Not one person, but both of us together. Mm-hmm. And we can be vulnerable with each other and we're better at sharing and we're better at um, communicating because we've had to grow up. Yeah. And we've chosen to do it with support. And Hudson, too. I'm like, Hudson, do you want to go to therapy? It's so fun. He's like, I don't know, mommy. I'm three. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> Never too early to start. <laughs> Never too early to talk to someone about your feelings. No. Yeah. So, it totally improves your community because when you're getting better, other people are, are getting better with you. Yes, they benefit from that 100%. And I, I totally could not agree with you more. Um, if you're in a relationship and you're the one doing self-development and growing and your partner is not doing that, like I honestly think that's probably one of the leading causes for divorce or breakup and stuff like that. And I've, I've had conversations on this podcast about divorce with with people who have been through it and, and that that was the leading thing is that, you know, somebody is bettering themselves and the other person is not. And you just, you, you, that's how you grow apart so much. And I think that um, if you guys are both willing, always willing to be open-minded and to try new things and to grow together, um, Mm -hmm. I think that is like the key to a successful marriage lasting a really long time. So I think that that's a really great point. I also think your point of um, having faith and having something bigger than yourself to lean on um, and to like find strength in when you don't feel strong enough is so, so important too. like, even um, like you said, you know, you believe in God, I believe in God, other people believe in the universe, whatever, but you have to believe in something that is bigger than yourself. Because as humans, I don't believe we are made to carry the weight of the world, carry the weight of the problems, especially things that you've been through. We're not even capable of that. And I think that that's where a lot of mental illness comes from um, a lot of the time and just the struggles and, and feeling down and out is, is, you know, if you're, if you don't have a strong faith base to, to surrender your issues to God and be like, I can't deal with this. You deal with this God. And and it really makes you feel so much better because all of a sudden you don't need to have the answers to everything. You just need to turn it over to a higher power and Mm -hmm. let God figure it out. Let him like show you the signs, let him direct you in another path. But if you don't have that, I don't know how those people 
get through life or get through anything. Like it would just be so much harder. Right. So I think that that is really, really great advice. You're so amazing, Karen. And I just wanted to um, also add to what you were saying about um, how Jordan gives the gentlest needles because I hate needles (laughs) so much. And so I know like a lot of people are scared of the dentist and I'm always like, no, but like, I hate needles more than anybody. And you cannot feel when he gives you a needle. It is actually true. So um, I, no, I just, you're not the only one. You're no, not the only one. no, you're not alone. And okay. that's yeah. <laughs> something that's something we actually do in our in our um, like when we're thinking about growth and and how to improve our patient care mm-hmm. is we instead of like avoid those things, we say, okay, what are people saying? What are people commenting when they sit down in the chair? What are they dreading? That's what we're working on. And when, when they have a positive experience, like, like you've had, like I have, like, I'm just like, Jordan, I just know you're never retiring because I, as long as I have teeth, (laughs) I need a dentist, right? And, and it's just, I just feel so comfortable because he's he's gone outside of his doctorness and said, this isn't about me. It's about you. How can I get the skills to make you comfortable so you can have a healthy, a healthy mouth? Absolutely. And I think that, like, honestly, even with like family doctors, um, other doctors and stuff like that, I've never met somebody who has the the compassion with the doctor part. You know what I mean? Usually I found in my experience that the doctors are very um, clinical. They're very, I don't know how to describe it, but kind of almost cold and like just almost too professional. And Jordan is so professional, but he's also so kind and caring and warm. Like, so are you, you guys are just the perfect pair in my opinion um, oh, to, have somebody, <laughs> to have somebody in in a doctor position like that um you could not ask for anyone better and like i i really do believe that that's why you guys stand out so much um in your industry because you look at what people are are scared of you're not ignoring those things which i think most people do and you look at hey what are these people so scared of and how can we make that better and that is like a recipe for absolute success in any business <laughs> in any industry what are the pain points for your customers and fix them like it is literally the key to success so i think that that's incredible that you guys do that and you do it so well thank you awesome so what does international women's day mean to you you know it's so funny i guess because i was raised by two strong people my mom and my dad and they were they were both very comfortable with my personality like my my dad is just as much um, comfortable with me being a strong woman as my mom is so i never growing up i didn't really feel the tension of like woman versus man yeah or anything like that. I can relate um, to that. Like I, I, oh, I would yeah. say that even though I didn't grow up in the, in that fa- like a good family environment, I wouldn't say like, I just, I, it never crossed my mind that we were much different. Like I was much different right. than a man. I'd be like, I can do whatever a man would do. So I totally can relate. Right. To yeah. Yeah. Like I, I know, all, I know all of, all about things. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> so, so um, I, I didn't have that mindset about, um, I've never like identified with International Women's Day before until this year, actually. And the reason is, is because I think, first of all, women, International Women's Day is important because women have been suppressed. Um, and we are a group of people who have not always been given a fair shot when we should have been. Totally. You know, we, we can go back into time. There's too many examples, really. And not, let's not pass. So the point is that I do think there's significance for recognizing an oppressed sect of people. Mm-hmm. Now, why though? Why? For me, I have been um, deeply impacted by women in the last year in my life. Um, you're one of them. You are vulnerable and kind and generous and confident. And anytime we spend together, it's always rich. It's rich in goodness. There's good things, good conversations, good, um, good uh, intentions. There's never 
gossip. There's never um, backbiting. It's it's just pure. It's pure goodness, and that's and that's something that's beautiful. And then also a woman who um, has offered to carry our child, and uh, we we talked to her on the weekend. And you know what? It's her understanding of community. And, and like just the way she talks, I'm going to help complete your family. Oh, I hello. Love it so much. Like right to it's your heart. Like, yeah, it, like she understands what she's doing. She's intentionally doing it. Mm-hmm. And she's going outside of her own children. She's going outside of her own unit. And she is like giving something to us that we can't give to ourselves. And yeah. women have a really innate ability to have community in that way. And I've been impacted, impacted again by something I'm vulnerable and unable to do now. Um, another woman is coming in and growing my family. That's yeah, that is so beautiful. And it's like, I know all the stats, women contribute like 90% of their income and their resources to their community. They are extremely giving. I work with amazing women, assistants, receptionists, hygienists. They all have families. They yeah. all work full time. They all do the things with the gymnastics, the hockey, the, the, you know what? I am so proud of them. Yeah. Like women have this amazing ability to give from themselves that changes communities. And, and for me, that's worth recognizing. Oh, I love that so much. It's so true. And I couldn't agree more. And thank you so much for the kind words. I totally feel the same way. I feel like anytime, like you're just a very wholesome person. And I've honestly, I, I'm surrounded by so many women, but there's just something different about you. <laughs> you're just so kind and like, just I, guess, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, and so for anybody listening to this podcast, um, you guys decided to go the surrogate route so that but um, why did you decide to do that? Just you did not want to, you've already struggled so much around trying on your own. So you decided to go to a a surrogate, right? Uh, Actually, a girlfriend of mine recommended looking into it and we just felt, well, I'm done. I'm like, I'm done having kids. Fair. Um, Mentally. I just, I just, yeah. Yeah. Um, And that kind of dream died with that. And um, we have just chosen to be thankful for what we have. We have a beautiful, healthy son. Yeah. And uh, he's growing up to be a wonderful young man. And there's there's a lot of joy in that. And that is okay. Yeah. Um, And so this kind of came into our life as a miracle and has developed on its own. This isn't something we could have planned. So um, we are, you know, we have an almost an 11 year old and we're going to have a baby. (laughs) So we're definitely going back in time, but that's okay. Every family is different. Everyone has a different story and this will be ours and we'll make it beautiful in our own way. Absolutely. I'm, I'm super excited for you guys. I'm so happy that you are moving forward with building your family in a way that is healthy for you guys in a way that is more positive and everything like that. And I really, really hope everything goes smoothly for you guys. Um, and I'm excited for to meet your new baby. So it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so what are some common misconceptions that you've had of other women? You know, I didn't, I didn't have any answer for that because I feel like I typically take people at like face value. It's like, okay, by how you behave is how I understand you. Yeah. Um, so, um, misconceptions, maybe when I had Hudson and I wasn't nursing because of all the medicine, mm-hmm. uh, I felt judged and I felt like people were, you know, looking down on me maybe because I wasn't, you know, breast is best, those kinds of things. Yeah. But when you get out of your own insecurity, you realize everyone's just better doing their best. Yeah. Everyone's just, so you know, true. And, and if, yeah. And if, and if someone really does feel that concerned, maybe they're just not a healthy person for you. But um, for me, because people, the way they present themselves is so important to me. I will, I will believe you are who you are, who you show me you are. Yeah. That is a really, really good point, honestly, because people show you who they are and it's your job to believe that that's who they are and not to, not to give them the benefit of the doubt. If they're showing you that they're not a good person or that they're not a safe person or whatever, then you take it as face value. And I think that that is really great advice for anyone listening as well. 
Yeah, and I read a book called Safe People by Clouded Townsend. I know we've talked about it yeah. um, and how so they good. really break, yeah, they break that down in a really healthy way. Yeah. Um, having boundaries, being a good enough friend uh, to communicate what you need in your in a relationship and also um, what are people communicating to you mm-hmm. and accepting that about them. And then you have a decision to make. Is that something you're comfortable with? Is it not? And then you decide. Also, you have a say in relationships. So, um I'm I'm pre- I'm a pretty open book if um and I will decide once I have enough information I guess. Yeah, that's such great advice and that book is amazing. I you guys recommended it to me. I read it and I learned so much from it because I honestly I felt a little guilty judging people for things, but again, if that is what they are showing you, it is not a judgment. It is just a fact at that point. So, um anyone listening that book is called uh it's called Safe People, right? Yeah, by Cloud and Townsend. They're very famous yeah. psychologists, maybe psychiatrists, but yeah. yeah, they have a lot. They Their most famous book, I believe, is Boundaries. Okay, well, that one sounds amazing, too. So if you're looking to build um, solid foundation for friendships and relationships in your life, that book is amazing place to start and is really, really good. So um, so that's really cool way of looking at it with your misconceptions. You're like, I don't really I don't really have them. I just kind of uh, see it as face value. I treat people like how they show me that they are. And if they're not a safe person, I just don't have them in my life. So I think that that's a really simple way to do it, but also, you know, you have to have really good boundaries yourself to be able to do that. So um, I think that that is really amazing. And so do you have a new belief about women today? Like in context to that? We talked about community and like giving selflessly and, and stuff like that. And that is something I believe is more inherent to women. Not that men can't. That's true. Yeah. Uh, not that men can't give. They do, mm-hmm. they do give. Yeah. And they're, but they're, they are different. Mm-hmm. And that um, is really impactful for me is being around women in a community that do that for each other. It's, mm-hmm. it, it changes people. And so that's, I've kind of grown up a little bit. And um, as I've grown up and become uh, that kind of woman myself, I've, I've learned that that is something that we give each other that is very unique. Yeah, that is so true. Yeah, women, it's just a it's it's a quality of women. And like you said, not that men can't do it, but it's just a more natural quality of women. And I think that that is so true. And it's so beautiful. And like you said, the more that you emulate that yourself, the more you attract like minded people that care about community and stuff and and, into your life, and it makes your life a hell of a lot better and a lot easier for sure. So that's amazing. I just feel like people, women in my life have been much more comfortable, like bringing me alongside and like help show me how they do it and stuff like that. Like it's a vulnerability that um, is really, really hard to achieve. Yeah. And, I, and I've experienced that in really impactful ways. Yeah. Like if you show up as, as a vulnerable person and you make other people around you feel safe to do that as well. Um, I think mm-hmm. that that is really important in building a solid foundation for a relationship. I just know that based on um, the friends that I have in my life now versus anyone in my past where um, it's always been hard for me to be vulnerable because I grew up, you know, I moved out when I was 16. I had a really rough childhood. I had to fend for myself a lot of the time time. And so it, it was really hard for me to be vulnerable with people. But um, this past maybe year and a half, I would say even meeting you and Jordan and everything. And you guys are so vulnerable yourselves that it makes me so comfortable and so natural to be open and vulnerable with you guys too. And being able to experience that in a friendship is just so different than anything else. I've experienced in friendships in the past. And so I try to do that now going forward in new friendships and stuff. And I honestly think Mm -hmm. that that is, that's the key to lifelong friendship building, I would say, is to show up vulnerable and, and make other people comfortable to be vulnerable around you. I think that is so key. Mm -hmm. So what is your best piece of advice that you can offer other women? Uh, the first thing I think when I when I think about that is you have everything you need inside of you to figure this out, 
to figure out what your purpose is, what your legacy is going to look like. There's nothing that you cannot survive and get through. Um, you have the ability to find resources to, especially with the internet, like half of what I do is learning on YouTube and, and stuff and it's free, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know YouTube. <laughs> so, um, I, I haven't always known the answers and I won't always know the answers and I don't even try to have all the answers anymore. What I would say though, is I continue to amaze myself with my ability to be resourceful yes. to figure it out. And I read um, Carol Dweck's book, uh, Mindset, where you learn about fixed mindset or growth mindset. And when you learn to be growth minded, where you're curious, and it's not a bad thing to figure things out or be not good at something. You just haven't learned how to do it yet. That is like the way you think, the way you perceive, do you see yourself as a victim or do you see yourself as someone who um, it has power in themselves and the resources to find healthy relationships, to find a career that's, that's awesome, to feel fulfilled inside of yourself? All of those resources are inside of each and every one of us. And I continue to surprise myself with that. <laughs> oh, so true. Like, it's just hilarious how I'm like, wow, I didn't even know I had that in me. I didn't even know I could public speak. I didn't even know I could, I could figure out how to do Facebook. <laughs> That's funny. I know. I, right? with that. I know. I didn't even know so I could. Yeah. And it's like, I do have it in me. I just have to nurture it. Yeah. And I just have to give myself the grace to laugh at myself, to um, be proud of myself, and just to keep trying. And we all have that ability. It's the way we're thinking about ourselves and the situations that are our limits. And so for anyone listening who feels like it's just bigger than them, not, and it's not going to turn out the way you think. <laughs> I love it. Look different, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's growing. It's you know when it's hard and it's important to you. When you have regrets, um, I was talking to someone about this week. When you have regrets, Brené Brown says it's important because it teaches you what was important to you. Right. So those things that we experience in our life that are painful are things that help guide our ship and. That's all coming from within. It's not something you need someone else for. You can get have mentors you don't even know. You can have people teach you that you'll never meet one day. And and that's okay. So I, yeah, I could not have said that better myself. That was so good, Karen. I love that advice so much. And I think that that is the overarching piece of advice that every single person needs to take away is to start building your mindset. Your mindset is everything. Um, you know, there's, I think Tony Robbins said it's, it's 80% psychology, 20% yeah. strategy. So strategy really doesn't mean that much. It's more psychology. It's all in your head. And so if you get that part right, then every other part of your life will be so much easier. You'll still face right. challenges, but it will just be so much easier. So that is some really, yeah. really solid advice. I love that. Where can people find you and connect with you? Oh, me. You. <laughs> Typically people want to see Jordan. So I, at work, you probably, unless someone's sick, I work front desk or something, but at work, I'm usually in the basement, so you won't find me there. Um, but I'm on social. I'm on, um, I, I, I do WortleyWroteDental.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but I guess I've never really thought about someone finding me, Rebecca. It's usually about Jordan. <laughs> well, you are... Yeah, you are a huge part of the business too, Karen, and you are the organization behind the scenes, the experience. And so that's why you guys are such a really like such a killer team together because he does the really important dentistry work and you do everything else. So it's so important. Um, and so I'm going to link all of your stuff in the show notes to the podcast so people can find your dental clinic. They can connect with you on socials and stuff like that. So um, that's amazing. And I just want to say thank you so much for opening up and being vulnerable and sharing your story with the listeners. Um, your story is so heartbreaking, but it is beautiful. And the way that you talk about it and pull the positivity out of such heartbreak is absolutely so inspiring. And um, I just want to thank you so much for being on my podcast episode. 
back at you, Rebecca. Good, good, good for you. Everything you're doing, like, just you're amazing. Great job with your podcast. Great job with your bakeries. Great job with it all. You're just killing it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right, we will talk soon. Thank you, Karen, and uh, I hope all of our listeners really enjoyed this. I know they gained so much knowledge from it. So we will talk soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.